Let's pray real quick. God, I thank you that you are faithful beginning to end. Jesus, the Bible tells us some of your many names, and it says that you are a living stone, a cornerstone, chosen by men, or rejected by men, but chosen by you. God, I pray that you would reveal your heart toward us, that you would show us how to rejoice um, in this truth. Thank you for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This morning we're going to be in um, a familiar passage, probably for most of us, of Psalms. Um, The key verse for today is um, Psalm 118, 24, that says, This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So I want us to um, just take a step back and read um, the portion of Scripture that is before this. Um, And and, uh, hopefully it will shed some new light on how we rejoice. So um, Psalm 118, 19 through 24 says, Open to me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter through them and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord. The righteous shall enter through it. I thank you that you have answered me and you have become my salvation. The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So uh, growing up, I I grew up, I don't know how many of you went to um, Girls in Action Camp. Are there any real true Southern Baptists here? Okay. So I went to Girls in Action Camp, um, probably third through sixth grade maybe. And our camp counselors, bless them, would wake us up to a little chant of that verse. This is the day. This is the day. And it would just, oh, it was in our ears to wake us up. So that was probably my, my initial memory. Or if I think of this verse or if I see this verse, I always think of camp and shouting counselors getting us out of bed, talking about how this is the day and this is why we got to get out of bed. Um, but also, we probably see this verse on Instagram memes, you know, with the beautiful flowers and the beautiful mountain views behind it. Um, but I feel like we're missing so much. So I want to take us a little deeper than Instagram memes for what this verse means. Because it's so much more than you should feel good about today. I don't know if, if you're like me. Sometimes we use verses like this and we, instead of using them... Um, in their context and in their fullness, we use it kind of as a beat ourselves up. We should feel better about our life because this is the day God made. I should be happy in it. I should be happy. And we try to conjure up some sort of spiritual feeling or uh, some sort of contentment that we may not presently feel. But if we take this verse um, and we look at its context and where God placed it in the whole of scripture, we see the real reason for rejoicing and it's not something we have to conjure up. And it's not something we have to fake. Um, or, and it's not something we have to use to deny whatever reality or whatever hard situation we're currently facing. Um, we can rejoice even in that. So that, that's where we're going to dig in. Um, this verse um, was probably, this psalm was probably written by David. And it's after the northern and southern kingdoms of Israel were reunited. So things were looking up in his world at this point. But he, he points out that the real reason for rejoicing isn't merely just for another day of life, though we should be thankful because all life is a gift from God and every day is a gift from God. But he points out in verse 22, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And then he says in verse 23, that is marvelous in our eyes. So that leads us to look at 
Okay, so who are the builders that he's talking about? And in this scripture, he's talking about the Jewish leaders. They're building the, the Jewish faith. And they have rejected a stone. Well, in this, in this Jewish religion, God's chosen stone was Jesus. But at this point in time, Jesus hasn't been born yet. So it's also a, a prophecy as well as a promise that years before Jesus physically walked on the earth, God said, I've got a chosen stone that's going to be rejected by men, chosen by me. And this is what's going to cause you to be able to rejoice. Um, and another um, passage that I want to point us to is in Acts. Um, it's where uh, Peter is telling the Jewish leaders after Jesus has already died on the cross, he tells them Jesus was that stone. So I'm going to read that to you. It's in Acts 4, um, verse 11 and 12. It says, This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. And so I think it's just so cool that he uses the same word picture and he takes scripture back to the Jewish leaders and says, hey, he was the cornerstone. So a lot of us may not be familiar with that term, um, cornerstone, but I found a really good um, definition or explanation of that. And it says, it's the base element. It is the first stone set during construction. Since all the other stones will be set in reference to this stone, it determines the position of the entire structure. So Jesus is that cornerstone of, of, the, of their faith. Um, and he also, Jesus himself, called himself the stone. Um, in uh, Matthew 21, you may have heard the, the maybe remember the parable where, um, that Jesus shares where he talks about the vineyard owner that sent his servants to go collect the, the crops. And the people that were leasing that vineyard from him saw these servants coming to take the goods and they said hey let's let's beat them up we don't want to we don't want to share in the profits and um so then the the vineyard owner says well i'll send my son they'll respect him he represents me and so he sends the son and instead when those tenants see the son they say oh there's the heir we're gonna kill him and then then it'll be ours the profits will be ours so after that parable jesus after sharing that parable jesus tells the people listening have you never read the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone? This was the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous in our eyes. And he quotes that passage in Psalms. So he's comparing himself, saying, God sent me to the vineyard. I'm the son of God, and God sent me to the vineyard to collect what's his. And so um, I think it's just a beautiful picture for us in reference to that verse. Because so many times we take this is the day the Lord has made, let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we put it on this present day. And we try to make this present day what we're supposed to rejoice in. And we miss it because the verses before tell us the day that we're rejoicing in. We go back to our verse. um, It's the day that God's chosen stone became the cornerstone. That the way God planned it from before you were even born was that he would call you to himself and rescue you and save you from something you couldn't save yourself from. And that's what we have to rejoice in. And so when we put on today the burden of that verse, this is the day I will rejoice in it, 
we're not in the right day. We gotta go back in time <laughs> to when God died on the cross for us through His Son Jesus. So I, I just want to challenge us that sometimes we can we can almost kind of Christianize everything in a way that we turn everything and we try to make it mean something that our present situation and we miss the context and the richness of the context because. I mean, if I'm honest with you, the last week, my kids have been nuts. They rejected nap two days in a row. They, you know, um, they got the sniffles after mops last time. I blame all of you. Um, And so, and we passed it around. And so there's things like in our day that are rough and that are not rejoice worthy, but it's all about what we're looking at. Are we looking to the cornerstone? Are we looking at the foundation? So... This also reminds me of something else. I watch a little too much HGTV in my downtime um, when I have it. And I love the show Flip or Flop because I love the way Tark and Christine are always at odds. Like, Tark always wants to go the cheap way. You know, let's be, let's be beige and tan. And I grew up in a beige and tan home because that's the way Dad liked it. But one day, my dad went on a um, rather long hunting excursion, and my mom actually changed the carpets in all our rooms and surprised him with it when he got home. And I got to pick, and little six-year-old me picked bright pink and bright green carpets. So my carpets are green, and my walls are bright pink. I don't know why she let me do that, but that's what I picked, and that was a surprise for dad when he got home. But that just reminds me to um, the the Tark and Christina Deliva, where, you know, they're always buying these homes, and what do they run into? They run into those unpermitted additions, like California has all these crazy laws where, you know, if, if it's not a permitted addition, even if it's built well and sound, they have to tear it down because it doesn't belong legally. It's not allowed. And so going back to the picture of Cornerstone, it, it's the stone that everything else is angled on. It's the stone that everything, every other position is determined by, that first stone that we lay in our lives. And so I think a lot of us, do we have unpermitted additions in our life? Do we have things that we're tacking on to our lives that don't belong, things that we're running to that are not permitted? We have to tear those down. It wasn't part of his original plan. So this goes back to our key verse, what is the day that we're rejoicing in? Are we rejoicing in those unpermitted additions, those things that don't belong in our lives, or... Are we using that verse to give ourselves a self-pep talk and try to ignore reality when life is actually hard? But we don't have to do that, ladies. We can go back to verse 21 that says, I thank you that you have answered me and you have become my salvation. So that's my prayer for us today. Let's let's pray together. God, would you help us... uh, would you help us make you the cornerstone of our lives if we have those unpermitted additions and those things that we've been depending on you besides you, God? Would you tear those down? Would you remind us of Psalm 118.24 that it's not a reason to give ourselves a pep talk? That sometimes days are not happy and sometimes they are hard. But that you remind us what life's really about and what it's really for. And let it be, God, let it be marvelous in our eyes. That it was your plan and your idea and your purpose all along to rescue us. God, you're the cornerstone. You determine the position of our entire lives. We fix our eyes on you, and that's what allows us to rejoice and be glad in this day that you've made, God. 
and we love you. I just pray that you would bless these conversations of these ladies as we go over our discussion questions. God, that you would help us to rejoice and to be thankful for, for all the many things that you give us, God, but also to just rejoice that you have become our salvation. In Jesus' name, amen.